welcome. First of all, welcome. This is Unsolicited Perspectives. I'm Bruce Anthony, your host, here to lead the conversation in important events and topics that are shaping today's society. Follow us wherever you get your audio podcasts. Subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch our video podcasts. Rate, review, like, comment, share. Share with your friends, share with your family, hell, even share with your enemies. On today's episode, it's a sibling happy hour. I'm here with my sis, Jay Andrea. We're going to be getting her thoughts on the Katie Cox case. We're going to be talking about a little uh, scandal with the Moms of Liberty. And then we're going to be talking about people who are unappreciative of the gifts you give them. That's enough of the intro. Let's get to the show. What up, sis? What up, brother? Nothing much. I'm just chilling. You know, this is the last episode of the year. Going on vacation. So we're going on vacation, but we coming <laughs> we coming back with a bang. And you don't know this. And this is the first that you're hearing this. So you okay. and the audience are hearing this for the first time. All right. We're doing a sibling Christmas this year. And as we're going to be doing the sibling Christmas, we're going to be filming a couple of different videos that I'm going to put together as part of the 99th podcast. And then me and you will do the 100th podcast later on that week. So the the 99th collaboration of holiday shenanigans will be released on January the 2nd. And then January the 5th will be the 100th episode. That sounds very cool. I am into it. I'm into yeah, it. That's I just threw that at my sister just, you know, just now. That's the first time she heard about it. It's a good damn idea. Yeah, I think it is. Also, yeah. it was the first time she heard that I'm officially definitely going to be down there to sibling uh, sibling Christmas. Like, I, yeah, I knew I hanging. was coming. <laughs> It's been hanging in the air. (laughs) Did you, like, honestly, did you think that I wasn't going to come? No, I knew you were. I just knew it would just be very, very last minute. Yeah, that's how I do things. And it'll be quick. It'll be a quick visit. Quick visit, last minute. Yeah. I got friends down there. Probably won't have time to see them. That's okay. No, no. That's okay. Because I'm going down there to do the siblings Christmas. It was going to be a fun time. Siblings Christmas. Yes, I'm excited. Something happened that was interesting last night. Yes. It was the reason why I am exhausted. <laughs> you want you to tell the people right about now. what happened? So I'm out with my dog. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows Tenderoni. I'm out with my Sweetest dog. Sweetest little girl. In the whole wide world. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I look and I see a loose dog. Now, I live in a hood. Loose dogs are not uncommon, right? Mm-hmm. But this one had a collar. And so I thought it was one of my neighbor's dogs had gotten out. Mm-hmm. So I go inside. I get another leash. I come out, <laughs> leash the dog up, take him next door. My neighbor comes out. That's not my dog. Now, this <laughs> is a full pit bull puppy. Mm-hmm. Puppy. Gorgeous puppy. dog. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous dog. And I now I have her. And I, it's too late. I've leashed her up. It's a winter's night. Right. I'm not going to now unleash her and just let her go. Mm-mm. So so I take her home and I'm just like calling you in a panic. <laughs> like, how do I find pet owners? Because at this point, <laughs> my anxiety is through the roof because yeah, Tenderoni was- is territorial, doesn't like and apparently doesn't like other dogs in our house, even Mm-mm. if it's a puppy. I thought she would have like some maternal instinct or something like a big sister energy. And she was not on that type of time. She was on demon time. And uh, so I had to keep them separate. Uh, But you gave me some good ideas about like, you know, posting different places. And so actually um, I posted on the ring app, shout out to ring. They have a great app uh, where you can connect with your neighbors who also have ring uh, cameras and somebody reached out to me this morning. I think I know whose dog that is. Then, then that person contacted me. Did you find a pit bull with a red and black collar? And I was like, yep, I did. And so sent me some pictures and I was like, come get her. Because I was nervous. <laughs> I was nervous because if I could not find the owner for this dog, I was going to keep her because she was adorable. <laughs> but she was a puppy and like a lot of energy running back and forth around the house. I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, ladies and gentlemen out there, uh, 
Oh, you sent me. You sent me a video. Maybe I'll mm-hmm. attach the video to the 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 video portion if I remember the video portion of this podcast, so that y'all could see this beautiful, beautiful dog. When you Facetimed me mm-hmm. and you said, "Brother, what am I supposed to do with this dog?" And I, and I, and I was like, "You have a dog. I don't understand how you don't understand these basic things." But I was anxiety, yeah, anxiety yeah. will do that to you. I, I do that all the time. I'm like, "Why did I make that dumbass decision?" Because my anxiety <laughs> was at an all time high. Yes, this dog was so adorable, so cute. I told you, I said, "Look, I'll be coming down there next weekend. Mm-hmm. If by that time you don't have an owner." or found an owner, I'll take the dog back with me. Because I was like, and I don't want a new dog. I yeah. don't. Yeah. But this dog was just adorable. And sweet. So yeah. sweet. Um, but the uh, the dog's owner was a mom and son. I think the son had to be about like 16 or 17. Mm-hmm. And uh, I opened the door. They're coming down the driveway. I opened the door. And he just yells, Tokyo, which I guess is... The dog's her name. Mm -hmm. And the dog leaps into his arms. I'm like, oh, that's definitely his dog. Mm -hmm. And he's almost in tears. He just runs up, gives me this big bear hug while he's holding the dog. And he's like, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And I'm just like, if I had lost my puppy Mm -hmm. at Christmas, right? Like that, I would be (laughs) horrified. And such a beautiful dog and a sweet dog. Like that's easily something somebody would steal. It's easily somebody something somebody would steal. And I was having a conversation with a friend of mine earlier today uh, about there's been some dog thefts in, here in the DC area. There was mm-hmm. a, a there was a case a couple of weeks ago. I did it just now, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. I'm sorry for the swallowing and sucking my teeth. I will do. <laughs> if y'all got any suggestions that will help me with dry mouth when I'm doing this show, please send me that information. I apologize for y'all listening to the audio version. I cut it out most of the time, but the video yeah. people, y'all just like Bruce. Can you stop doing that? I wish right. I could. I wish I could. Um, but we were talking about um. The dog being being taken, and this happened a couple yeah. of weeks ago, and the owner, that was a new dog for the owner mm-hmm. that just got uh, dog napped a couple of weeks ago in D.C. Yeah. It yeah, was a I brand new dog. And she, and, and she got that dog because she previously just lost a dog in a flood at a doggy daycare in D.C. Oh. So she got a new dog, and then the new yeah. dog got stolen. And then my friend was like, oh, it was a French bull. It was a French bulldog. Mm-hmm. That'll be resold because there's only two reasons to steal a dog: is to resell them mm-hmm. or bait dogs for dog fighting. Yeah. And with Tokyo being a red nosed pure pit mm-hmm. and a puppy, they would have tried to somebody stole her would have tried to turn her into a a fighting dog. Yeah. And if she didn't, if she didn't have that type of aggression, she would have been used as a bait dog. And yeah. and. Talking about that conversation with my with my friend, they were like, "Yeah, I still hate Michael Vick," and I was like, oh, "Okay, like you haven't read up on any of the the recent information when Michael Vick got out of jail? No, I'll never forgive him." I was like, "Cause he like was working with the Humane Society, he's yeah. doing talks, like he's, like he changes, like he he became aware of how he did something was was wrong, did a one eighty and completely changed. I, I don't know. I was like, it's, well, it's just so annoying that people allow growth in some areas and they don't allow. Gro- Let me tell you something. People don't play about animals. They Mm-mm. just don't. No. And, uh, they care about them more than they care about the rights of, I don't know, marginalized communities, but mm. I'm going to tell you, like they will go toe to toe about about an animal and they won't forget and i'm like he's really done a lot of great work around uh, animal rights since you know coming to the realization or or being really thrust on him that um these practices were inhumane right so i had to call her out Mm -hmm. and i was like well hold up you eat beef don't you i was like because if you're agitated with the dog fighting, which I'm not going to say was right. It was completely wrong. I don't condone that. I love dogs, so I would never condone something like that. But if you paid attention to what we do to chickens, Mm -hmm. cows, pigs, right, just for us to consume, 
Yeah. We would feel a, a type of way about that. Mm-hmm. And she was like, hmm, yeah, you're right. I just don't, you just can't mess with dogs. I was like, that's only because a dog is a pet, right? Yes. Yeah. P- she was like, well, I had a pet pig one time and I can't eat pig. And I said, you can't eat pig. I yeah, eat I everything from the root of the tutor. I love. I eat the whole pig. The whole pig. I eat the whole pig. So it was like. I eat ass if you cook it right. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, that's from Boomerang, the wonderful John Witherspoon, rest in power. <laughs> but so I was like, yeah, don't, don't be, don't be conflicted with this. Get, learn about it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you don't have to give people grace if you don't want to give people grace. You don't have to. Right. It's, a, it's most of the time the right thing to do. But uh, you know, but grace, but grace is a privilege. It's not a yes. right. Yeah, you're so, right. So you know, if if you don't want to give him grace, that's fine. But at least you know, educate yourself on what he's been doing since then, and don't let one person, you know, one mistake define the rest of his life. Right. Unless, like I said on the on Tuesday episode, unless they do something against kids, then that's unforgivable. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's, that, that's, there's, there's there's no, no grace for that rehabilitation yeah, for that. They, they, yeah. That's just yeah. you. You go to hell. You go straight yeah, to hell. Double hell. <sighs> Talking about humanity and grace. Mm-hmm. I, on the Tuesday show, talked about Kate Cox and that whole scenario. I filmed it before the Supreme Court decision came down on Monday. Right. So it was, even though the show released on Tuesday, it was already a little dated because the Supreme Court had already made the decision and denied uh her ability to get abortion so she had to leave the state uh the people were like i want to hear what your sister think i guess my opinions wasn't good enough so they wanted they wanted to hear what you thought so what do you think about all of that situation yeah so basically the denial came because uh the prosecution argued that the medical exemption is f- for cases where the pregnancy affects the life or health of the mother. Mm-hmm. And in um, Kate Cox's situation, her the baby itself, the, the fetus itself, had a congenital, a fatal congenital uh, complications. Edward syndrome. Yeah. So I think the biggest issue is the fact that this ruling first of all the the abortion laws there's a there's a few like overlapping ones and it's very it's very unclear what the actual rules are the law is very unclear and doctors are afraid of you know a a felony charge yeah. if they perform an abortion they think is medically necessary and then a higher court decides that it's not. Well, I will say that the the Supreme Court's ruling was saying that, you know, it doesn't affect the health of the mother, but it has. She's been in the emergency room four times. Mm-hmm. This complication of this pregnancy can affect her to have children in the future. She has two yes. right now. She has a three-year-old and a one-year-old. And she wanted to have this baby. Yes. Uh, and she wants to have more children. Yeah. So continue on with this pregnancy. It does affect the long-term health of the of of Kate Cox. So I still don't understand their ruling. So then there's two problems with that. Is one, they're not considering mental health when they talk about the life and health of the mother. Mm. They're not they're okay. not considering the impact to mental health. They're only considering physical health. And then the second problem is, and this is what doctors are running into what where's the threshold for the health and life of the mother is now in danger are we waiting for the pregnancy for her to get so sick that it's like beyond a shadow of a doubt and then possibly we might lose both of them or is it something where i know it's going to get bad later i deem it medically necessary now but a higher court says no she doesn't meet whatever arbitrary threshold they've come up with that says the, the there's an effect for the life and the health of the mother. Well, so, Ken Paxson, the state attorney, who mm-hmm. we've talked about him before and his crookedness, 
um, argue that it wasn't affecting her health that much because she was released from the emergency uh, room four times. So even though she had to go to the emergency room four times already in 20 weeks. Mm -hmm. So on average, once every five weeks, right? Mm -hmm. She's having to go into the emergency room for a medical condition because of this pregnancy. Yeah. But because she's sent home, uh, she's okay. That's that's the argument of the state. That's like telling me my ankle sprain can't be that bad because I keep getting up after I fall down. Like what what are you even talking about? That's like men saying that uh, cramps aren't really that bad. How do we know? We don't have any way to experience that pain. There's been you do. You do. instruments that 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 mimic it. Yeah, but it's the it's it's basically a, a electrical stem, stem pads, and they they put it on, and you can it can simulate period pain. And every time I see one of those videos, men cannot handle it, and then they put it on a woman and they crank it all the way up to the max, and she's like, "This is a Tuesday." And you're, you're operating, you're operating, you know, one week out of the month for some women more mm-hmm. in debilitating, crippling pain. So this is once again, a situation where men are making a decision for women when they don't even understand what's going on, because how can they, unless yeah. they, unless there's more instruments that are created for us to feel what a woman is going through during these situations, we can never understand. So and, once and- again- and more men opting to to uh, be tested on with these instruments. Like you have to opt in to want to experience what somebody else goes through. Yeah. So and, and, ha- yeah, yeah. <laughs> having people that want to opt in for something like that. But again, at like historically, well, a lot of people on the anti-abortion side make a lot of gaffes in terms of when they're trying to explain their position or rationalize something like a, a child being pregnant or things like that. They typically step all over themselves because the anti-abortion argument is disingenuous just on its face because it's not about that. It's about power and control. It's never about the actual issue. It's about so and division and about about power and control. So the what was it the uh, Ken Paxton and his you know little comments are just reminiscent of a lot of things that we hear especially during all these hearings or um or or court cases people's arguments uh against abortion. These are kind of the same comments that we're hearing over and over with no medical basis, no factual basis, no scientific basis. And it's just, it's just a joke. It's a joke. Um, I think her having to travel to another state to get the care she needs is egregious. Um, but this year I read this statistic and it was very jarring. So in 2020, there were 50,000 abortions in Texas. Mm. This year, there are 34. Jeez. Well, for those people who are anti-abortion, they are ecstatic. Yeah, but what is that doing to society? Mm. They'll say it's making the society better because those children have a life. Though they don't want to put money into the programs to help these families that are having the children, to give them the resources to give these children a good life. Right. Because sometimes, maybe, whether you agree with it or not, people have abortions because they can't afford another child. Yeah. They can't afford another child. So you have now, you bring in children in this world, children who may be unwanted, mm-hmm. right? They come from, uh, they're born out of circumstances that were less than ideal and maybe mm-hmm. unwanted. You have children who don't have food to eat. You have children who don't have access, the same access to resources as other kids, you know, the same access to computer and internet and all of that, ed- a quality education. Okay, so what? What? in what way is the society benefiting from curtailing access to abortion? Their, cur- their counter argument is, well, you can give the kids up to a- for adoption. And now look you at have the, look at look at the adoption rates, look at the children that are in foster care, look at all that. 
It's yes. a legitimate problem. I did a whole episode on it at the beginning of the year. Go back and listen to it. Mm-hmm. I had an expert coming in and, and talking about it. Um, you know, these things are difficult. Yeah. And my main thing is keep your name out of somebody else's business. It ain't your business. Right. It ain't your business. Right. Um, my body, my choice, period. Period. That's what she said. (laughs) Well, we're not done with conservatives, but this next topic is a little funny. There's a (laughs) sex scandal in the Moms of Liberty. We're going to get to that next. Hey there, podcast listeners. It's Bruce Anthony here, and welcome to another episode of Unsolicited Perspectives. Today, I want to talk to you about something that's been on my mind lately, the importance of staying hydrated and taking care of ourselves. Whether it's prioritizing our health and wellness or gearing up for festival seasons or just gearing up for whatever season or time of year, there's one brand that's been my go-to for all things hydration, Liquid IV. Speaking of health and wellness, let's dive into how Liquid IV can fuel your well-being. Imagine starting your day off right, feeling refreshed and energized. Liquid IV Hydration Multiplier is the missing piece in your daily routine. With just one stick, you get five essential vitamins and two times faster hydration than water alone. It's perfect for those early mornings, pre-workout boosts, moments when you're just feeling run down, or even after a late night or long flights. I absolutely love how convenient Liquid IV is. The packaging makes it easy to bring with me wherever I go. And let me tell you, it's become vital daily part of my routine. The flavors, (laughs) let me tell you something, they're incredible. From refreshing sea berry and strawberry lemonade to classics like lemon lime and watermelon, there's a flavor for every preference. It's like a burst of hydration with a hint of deliciousness. Picture this. One stick of liquid IV mixed in 16 ounces of water, hydrating you two times faster and more efficient than water alone. And with 12 mouth water and flavors, you'll never get bored with your hydration routine. Plus, liquid IV is packed with five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and of course, vitamin C. It's also made with premium ingredients, non-GMO, free of gluten, dairy, and soy. This is hydration at its finest, but it doesn't stop there. Liquid IV believes that access to clean and abundant water is the foundation of a healthier world. That's why they partner with leading organizations finding innovative solutions to help communities protect both their water and their futures. It's incredible to know that Liquid IV has already donated over 39 million servings in 50 plus countries around the world. They truly walk the talk. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code unsolicited at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code unsolicited at liquidiv.com. Remember, folks, taking care of ourselves should always be a priority. So why wait? Head over to liquidiv.com, pick your favorite flavors, and experience hydration like never before. Stay refreshed, stay hydrated and keep rocking those unsolicited perspectives. Bridget Ziegler, who is that? Well, I'm going to break it down for you, ladies and gentlemen. She is a one of the founding members for Moms of Liberty, a.k.a. Daughters of the Confederacy. Um She began her political career in 2014 when her husband, uh, Christian Ziegler, suggested she run for Saratoga uh, Saratoga School Board. Mm -hmm. The governor, Rick Scott, appointed her. And then later on that year, she actually won a four-year term in that position. She was often agitated because she was... uh, she claims only the one of the few conservatives on the school board. So her and a bunch of other conservatives on on that school board founded their own association called the Coalition of the Florida Coalition of School Board Members in, two, in 2015. That was a conservative branch of the school board. OK, what happened? Well, the, she was one of the leading people that were fighting for mass mandates in, in Florida and specifically in Saratoga, Sarasota County's schools. Uh, that's when you guys saw during the pandemic all these battles at school board meetings. That spawned the Moms of Liberty. 
Mm-hmm. Now, ladies and gentlemen, what is the mom of li- moms of liberty? Well, here are their key points. These are the key points that are described by the moms for liberty. Okay. They advocate for parental rights at all levels of government. They aim to unify, educate, and empower parents to defend their parental rights. I mean, I guess that sounds pretty good at, at, at first glance. That's, on paper. That's, on paper, that sounds pretty good. It doesn't good, right? sound unreasonable. It doesn't sound unreasonable. Uh, they hold decision makers accountable or work to replace them with liberty-minded individuals. Now, holding decision makers accountable, that's that's You want to hold them accountable. Right. But because yeah. you don't like them, you get them replaced by liberty-minded. Keep in point. Keep in point this key word, liberty. Uh, they spread awareness and understanding of a limited role of government, unless they need government bailouts. Uh, they right. stand together against government overreach and intimidation tactics, unless they're the ones doing government overreach or, or intimidation tactics. Listen, uh, I want you to not oversee anything I do except some of the things I do, but only the things I want you to look at, but don't look at this stuff, just that stuff. And we're going to get to that in a minute. Mm -hmm. Uh, They promote teaching the principles of liberty in homes and communities. Once again, this word liberty, I I really don't understand what this word means. incredibly vague. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, They engage communities and elected leaders on key issues impacting families. Once again, that's, that's not... Bad on paper. On paper. Uh, on paper. Uh, engage is a very light word that I would say when they say that they engage communities. They no attack communities that they that disagree with them. Mm-hmm. They uh, activate the act. They active uh, liberty minded leaders to serve in elected positions. Liberty minded. Once again. Yeah. What do they criticize for? What does that mean? Well, I now I'm starting to understand what liberty means when you get to the crutch of a lot of the things that they stand on, and what are the things that they stand on, or what are some of the things that they've been criticized for? Uh, some of the things they've been criticized for is their stance on uh, the mention of the LGBT, the LGBTQ plus rights. Race, mm-hmm. ethnicity, critical race theory, and discrimination in any form or school curriculum. Yeah, she is the uh, mastermind behind Don't Say Gay Bill. Yep. Uh, So once again, I guess liberty stands for not the liberty to be who you want to be, but Mm. the liberty to say, don't be who we don't want you to be. It is freedom from otherness. That's what they want. That's what they want. Because everything that they just said, the LGBTQ plus community, race and ethnicity, critical race theory, which is not, once again, it is not being taught through K through 12. Never, uh, never actually, has been. Actually, only really being taught in law school. When they say critical race theory, they mean slavery. Oh, we'll get to that in just a moment. Yeah. Uh, and discrimination. So basically anything that's not white. Mm-hmm. Uh, that They don't want you to learn about anything. White, straight, and Christian. Yep. Uh, m- multiple chapters have campaigned to ban books. They're the ones behind the banning of books Mm -hmm. in the libraries, uh, banning books that address gender, sexuality for school libraries. Uh, They have been described as a far-right organization. That's, I mean, that's an easy description. They are a far-right organization that engages, but they engage in anti-student inclusion activities. Yes. Of course they do. When you eliminate LGBTQ plus students, race, ethnicity, gender and discrimination, right? Mm-hmm. When you say we're not going to address any of those issues, then yeah, you are anti-student inclusion. Uh, they have also called for classroom censorship, bannings on teaching of, here's the key, they have ban- they want bans on teaching about slavery, race, race, racism, and LGBTQ people in history. Mm-hmm. They want to erase otherness from history mm-hmm. to promote assimilation in the present. That the, is the whole agenda. Whitewash. So when I said yes. Moms of Liberty, AKA Daughters of Confederacy, this isn't new. This is no. this is something that's already been yeah. done and happened once before the Daughters of the Confederacy were daughters of Confederate soldiers that mm-hmm. felt like their history wasn't being told, which by the way, in American history, the Confederacy were traitors. 
Yes. So I don't and really know why you would have pride in that. No. If if but people if, do. Yeah, but people do. But okay, <laughs> all right. So they sought to rewrite textbooks. That's the reason why in the South. You would see a lot of textbooks that had slaves happy to be slaves. Mm-hmm. And slavery really wasn't that bad. Rewriting yeah. or whitewashing history. Moms of Liberty it's, wanted it's, to do the same it's thing. It's not the Civil War. It's the War of Northern Aggression. Yeah. yeah no, it was it was a civil war, <laughs> right? It, yeah. it was the war of Southern traitorousness. All right. Yeah. Now, why did we bring all this up? Because I said it was a sex scandal yes. earlier. Yes. Well, so Bridget and Christian... The Ziegler's. Uh, by the way, Christian is a state GOP leader. Uh, he is the uh, chairman of the Republican Party of Florida. Yep. So they they like to get down. Uh, what I mean by get down, they like to have, you know, threesomes the with another woman. Trois. They like to have a menage a trois. So um, um, trois. they had a planned menage a trois mm-hmm. and Bridget canceled it. So the woman that they were going to have the menage a trois found out Bridget canceled it. Yeah. She said, yeah, I'm not cool with that either. So I'm going to cancel it too. The accusation is that Christian was like, what the hell with that? I'm still, you know, I still want to do what I want to do. Went over to the woman's house anyway, sexually assaulted her. So there's a police investigation. And during that police investigation, Bridget admitted, yeah, I've had sex, consensual sex uh, with another woman. Yeah. So that would make her part of the LGBTQ plus community. Oh, I'm sure not in her eyes. Oh, but she is. Yes. So the hypocrisy of mm-hmm. this this scandal and it's coming out. And even Ronnie DeSantos, even Ronnie DeSantos was like, look, I think she should step down from her post. He said both of them should. Yeah. Yeah, I, he's actually standing on something for once. He's standing on something. But yes, that's a scandal. I thought that was funny because the hypocrisy of we're going to cut out anything that is in white Christian. Yeah, because white Christian nationalism is the big thing in the Republican Party right now in the GOP. White Christian nationalism means nationalism means us and nobody else. Yeah, and uh, here here she is doing the very thing. That she is putting other people down for. Yeah, I mean, it's two things, right? So one, it's never about again. It's the same thing with abortion. It's never about the thing, right? It's always about power and control. Mm. And then, of course, in in what Bridget Ziegler is trying to do uh, in the Sarasota County, Florida school board is, like I said before, promote assimilation. Yeah, so that's one thing. So the second thing is, again, still tied to assimilation. And that is this kind of idea of like, do as I say, not as I do. But it goes a little further because Bridget Ziegler and Christian Ziegler in public, their public face, right, is like this uh, model for the type of assimilation that they're trying to promote in schools. Mm -hmm. And so as long as on the face, I appear to be exactly what we want to, they want to see, right? White nationalists want to see. She's blonde, she's thin, she's pretty, she's young. That's what they, so as long as on the face, I can be the face of this kind of um, discriminatory movement, Mm-hmm. You think you could do whatever you want behind closed doors, but mm-hmm. let me. But listen, it's all gonna come out. Oh, hey, look, it all come out. It's gonna always come out. But that's but that's what you'll find. Like usually, the loudest, the loudest mom. Mm-hmm. You don't want to do the most dirt. They do because you are strong and wrong for what? Hmm. Because you're Why? scared of being found. It's, you're it's scared just... of being found out. It's a self. It's a self hatred thing. She feels as though she should be this uh, model for whiteness and white womanhood and white parenthood. But damn, I got this little freaky thing I like in the background, <laughs> right? So I want to make sure you know. I want to make sure people don't know about that. So I'm going to lean real hard in the opposite direction. And how many times have you seen that very thing play out? 
I think the 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 failing of a lot of people that do that, they they come out. I call them the schoolyard bullies, right? If you go back to being in the schoolyard, there was always that one kid that talked real loud, real brash. But whenever he was tested to fight, he didn't really fight. He just mm-hmm. talked louder and more brash, hoping that he would scare you off. Because really, honestly, he yes. was scared inside, right? Yes. So that's essentially what these people are doing. They talk The people that talk the loudest and it's out here saying, we got to fight against this and fight against that. Unless it's something that's for real criminal, and it's it's part of if it's part of these culture wars type thing. Yeah. Take a look at it because there's yeah. a lot of people out there fighting against homosexuality. But inside. They're gay. Yes. So it, it's they hate themselves. And so yes. when you hate yourself, you lash out. And that's yes. that's all that she's doing. But but a lot of these. I, this is not a fair comparison. I am not comparing these two people. I'm not. Mm-hmm. Let me say that on the front end. I'm not. But Martin Luther the King was a great man. Yeah. Preacher. Christian living, except for one thing. Mm-hmm. He used to step out on Coretta a lot. Yeah. A lot. Well, he wasn't as well, it, he wasn't as pure a heart as he portrayed himself to be. Right. And I say, look, nobody would have faulted Martin. His message would have still resonated if he's shown his vulnerability. Yeah. Maybe even more so. And so a lot of these people that think they need to have these perfect images, ain't nobody out there perfect. People can identify more with the broken and the flawed than they can with the perfect. We aspire to be perfect, but all of us are broken and flawed. So that I'm not comparing Martin Luther the King to this Bridget Ziegler. Ziegler. Yeah. No way. I'm talking at a larger context of how people try to portray these pristine images and nobody's pristine. Right. Everybody but, got their flaws. But, but again, it's like what I said, it's about the optics. Yeah. You know, but, on paper, they look like the traditional white American family that they're trying to promote themselves as and they're trying to get everybody to to get as close to this model of what they think an American is or what an American should be. See, that's the thing. And so what they think America should be. Mm-hmm. I was talking to somebody about this uh, and I talked to a lot of my friends. I have a lot of friends that are Italian. I, I, I don't know why that is, but I have a lot of friends that are Italian. Mm-hmm. And I always ask them, and I've said this before in the podcast, you know, what do you consider yourself? And I always know what it, what their upbringing was like and, and who they are as a person by what they say. Right. If they say, if their first thing that they say is Italian, they hold true to some of these type of, of customs. Mm-hmm. If they first thing they say is I'm white, they hold true to some of these type of customs. And a lot of what I hear is the, the immigrants that would come over, we're trying to assimilate. Right. We're trying to change their names. And the reason why they were trying to do this is to get a little hold of that white privilege. Yeah. Okay. They didn't really, I don't know if they inherently knew that that's what assimilation was, but that's essentially what it is. Assimilation into American society is trying to put your arm around white privilege and benefit from white privilege. No, and they definitely it, knew. The, the The interesting thing about America is that we say the quiet part out loud. So it's, it's definitely... A, a known thing to align yourself with whiteness in this country if you want any hope of, you know, having any kind of access. And I will say, I will say that we're not immune to this as black people. No. And more specifically in our family, because our grandparents specifically name the reason why my name is Bruce is because mm-hmm. you don't see a lot of black men named Bruce. Right. Right. Our, and I'm, uh, uh, named after my father. But so our grandparents named their three kids names that wouldn't, if you saw their names, they have very American, aka white sounding names on paper so that they wouldn't be discriminated against based on their names. Right. Right. So even we have done that. Yeah. But then again, also, sometimes we go the complete opposite direction. 
and you see a certain name on on a, a call sheet or an mm-hmm. application, something like that, and you know, oh, Khadijah, I know exactly who that is. Mm-hmm. Kareem, I know who Kareem is. I'm waiting, yes. I'm waiting to meet a white Kareem. I would love to meet a white Kareem. I met a white Jerome, though. Yeah, I mean, Jerry Seinfeld's name is Jerome. Yes. <laughs> I did not know that. Yes. <laughs> I just now learning something. Are you sure? <laughs> yes. Where you I'm get that his real name is Jerome? It's common. That, what did you think Jerry stood for? Jerry. No, it's short for Jerome. Or Gerald. No, his name is Jerome Seinfeld. <laughs> I was. Now, it all makes perfect sense now. I of course wanna, he would be a Jerome. I want to say he's got a... Uh, interesting middle name too if it, if his middle name is lavelle i'm i'm out of here <laughs> if his I name don't. is jerome lavelle seinfeld no it's jerome allen seinfeld Never okay mind. well i mean yeah it, it, and at the middle yeah. name but they named jerome jerome yes. maybe that's an Ita- no he's jewish he's jewish i was like because the uh, jerome that i know is italian and very jewish so you yeah, know i mean i don't know what that means but okay i mean he's jew i mean his parents are uh I wanted to start, were they immigrants? I feel I don't like think he's his, talked I, about that. I don't think his parents were immigrants. Maybe not. Maybe his grandparents were. Yeah. That would make, well, yeah, that would make more sense that his grandparents, because uh, how old is Jerry? Oh. His grandparents, if grand- they were, if they immigrated here, they were definitely came over here because Nazis going all through Europe. Yeah. So anyway, the point that we was about to make, Bridget Ziegler, I just find it funny. I love, I hate and love hypocrisy. It's funny to me. Yeah. It's funny when you get, when you get called out for your own ish. Um, I definitely think Christian Ziegler, if these allegations are true, is disgusting and belongs underneath the jail. Yep. Um, And uh, yes, I definitely agree that both of them should step down, but not, not because she had a threesome. I think she should step down because she's a danger to all students. Yeah. Yes. I, I would say the the scandal itself, her part in the scandal ain't really a scandal, right? It's, like yeah. she, you know, that's, if that's what you want to do in your private life, have at it. I don't, right. I don't want, well, sometimes I do want eyeballs into private life because I'm nosy as hell, but I, I really don't care what you do in yeah. your private life. But when you do something in your private life and and you're attacking people on the outside for the very thing that you're doing in your private life mm-hmm. that is actually hurting right. other people, so, yeah, you shouldn't be in any position of power. So you can engage in whatever activities or you can be a member of a certain community, a closeted, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um and still exercise your rights as a full citizen, but because other people are out, they they're not allowed to exercise their full rights and humanity and identity in society. Cool, got it. You're an ass. Okay, Jay. Something funny happened this weekend. Mm-hmm. At the top of the show, I said the third segment, third and final segment was going to be about people that are unappreciative of the gifts that are given. Okay. So a friend of mine told me a funny story this this week. Uh, it was his sister's birthday. Not It wasn't a monumental birthday. You know, I, I, I'm one of those people that if it ends in a zero or a five, those are monumental birthdays, except right. for 18 and 21. Everything else is five and zero after it. Those are monumental birthdays. If it's like three, four, seven, six, eight, nine, those aren't other numbers. Yeah. Other, yeah, other numbers. Those aren't <laughs> monumental birthdays. So this was not a monumental birthday. Right. But their family threw a birthday party uh for his sister, mm-hmm. cake and the whole nine. So she has a dog, right? And as a gift, his girlfriend gave the sister a hundred dollar Visa gift card. Mm-hmm. Good gift, right? Yeah. And then he got her this advanced kind of pooper scooper where it's kind of like a uh, a long claw Terrible. that goes down and picks up the poop, but then it wraps around in a bag so that you don't have to touch any of it. That's an awful gift. 
Oh my God. Why do you think that's an awful gift? Go ahead. You finish. You finish. Oh, okay. This, ladies and gentlemen, me and my sister are about to go at it. So yeah. he gets this gift for his sister and she texts him and she says, hey, w- uh, where's the gift receipt? I want to return this gift. And he's like, uh, why? This is a horrible gift. It's insulting. It's like, it's insulting? Like, how is this insulting? She just says it's insulting, ask anybody, not specifying why it's insulting. Mm-hmm. I say that he says this to me. And I was like, there's no way that she actually said that. You're putting 100 on 10. She didn't actually say that. Shows me the phone. That's what she actually says. Mm-hmm. I'm flabbergasted. I'm like, you know what you can do is go back and take that damn gift away from her and then ask for the $100 gift card because you didn't have to get her nothing at all. She should be appreciative of what she got. But you're over here stating that that's a horrible gift. It is. Why? Why Why was she right in her reaction to that gift? So two things. Mm-hmm. One. There is no one in the history of any time ever that wants a pooper scooper for their birthday, period. That is the dumbest gift. It is so thought, like, why in God's name would you get somebody a pooper scooper? They have a dog and they have to pick up the the poop. That's the second thing. One thing that I noticed that women in particular don't like is getting gifts that are meant for something else and or meant for someone else. And let me give you an example. Say you had a friend who just had a new baby, right? Mm -hmm. And now it's your friend's birthday Mm -hmm. and you give her as a gift, this baby monitor. Okay. Right. Okay. That's a terrible gift. And I'm going to tell you why. (laughs) You give me that for the child's birthday. You give me that for the baby shower. You want to give me a pooper scooper? Great. I'll have a birthday party for my dog and you can give it to me then. But don't make the gift that's supposed to be for me and about me about someone else. And I didn't, I used to be a perpetrator of this until a friend of mine who is a mom was like, I always get gifts related to my kids. And it's like, people only see me as a mom. They don't see me as a person who might want other things or be into other things. So instead of getting her a gift, that's something that she will want or that she would like, or that's tied to who she is as a person, maybe her hobbies, this or that. I am a parent to a dog. That's not who I am. That's not a hobby. I have a dog. That's I, a, I, it was a, it was not a good gift. Like it was on. just I, not good. I hear your argument. And maybe if that was the only gift from them, then that would hold some merit. But they also gave her a hundred dollar gift card. She was not talking about that gift card. She wanted a gift receipt to return. Right, right. But the pooper so, scooper. So she could have got whatever she wanted with the other gift. There see, I don't I don't even know why I brought this up with you. And 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 you know what? <laughs> you know what, ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna put y'all behind the scenes. My sister is a spoiled brat. Always has been no. the entire in our entire lives. No. And it one year for Christmas there were more gifts for our sister than there was for me and my brother combined. Hold on. Yes. Let me finish. Let yes. me finish. Complete that statement. Uh, okay. There were more gifts for my sister than me and my brother combined. And at the end of that Christmas, my sister uh-uh, still com- had a complaint. Tell them why. Well, okay. So we all had a budget and your stuff costs less than, than yes. our stuff. That's, a okay. Barbie doll is considerably Hold- less than a video game. Okay, but also you got all the Barbie dolls and you still weren't happy that you didn't get this specific Barbie doll. Well, because they had set, uh, listen, (laughs) mom has set a precedent (laughs) that I would get a Christmas Barbie doll and I didn't get the Christmas Barbie doll that year. I don't know if it was sold out or what, but it was like a tradition thing that I got this Christmas Barbie doll. And I didn't ladies get and gentlemen, it. Ladies and gentlemen, if y'all watching the video, y'all going to see my face during this whole conversation because I'm yeah. flabbergasted that my sister took this position, but I should have known better. Will you admit no. Will you admit to the people out there that you're spoiled? 
I'm spoiled, but I spoil myself. Like, but I don't you, ask but, but, other people uh, to spoil uh, no, 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 me. No, no, no. I'm listen, not talking, I'm talking about your not, entirety of life. A, this is not about being spoiled because, again, when you give somebody a gift, the most important part of that gift is the thought and intention. Right. The thought and intention was, I feel like this gift will help you so that you don't have to put your hands in dog poop to pick it up. But is that something that I would want? Is that something that I would want? Okay. Stop getting people gifts you want them to have and get people gifts that they I, actually want. I don't think want. this was a gift that he wanted her to have. This was a gift that he thought was practical because she she could have made some comment, I hate picking up dog poop. Oh, I, I can get you something like this. But fact of the matter is, he didn't have to give her anything. No, she should have been So- why can't she just be grateful for the fact that he thought about her at all to give her a gift? Because that's like bare minimum. What's bare minimum? We don't get each other birthday gifts. Hell, this is the first year that we're going to get each other Christmas gifts. And that's only because that we're going to be around each other. Yeah, <laughs> that, but yeah, but that's our... I walked in, because yeah, but, I was like, we, we do a Christmas gift. Yeah, we're going to do Christmas gifts. Shit. Just okay, small right. gifts. It ain't got to be... Literally, <laughs> I asked Adam for a pair of gloves. Like, it's... Well, you ain't asked me for nothing. You could tell me to get you something too, instead of me trying to go in your Amazon cart to pick out something. Because <laughs> let me pick out some drawers. That's not gonna be helpful. <laughs> that's what your that's what's in your Amazon cart. That that, that doesn't that's something mean that you that's would get yourself. Right, but that well, doesn't mean that it's something that I. But that's that's a terrible Am- mindset for gift giving. No, I don't, if it's something and, that, and, and let me just be very clear. I am an excellent gift giver. You, you are. You and our brother are going to love the gifts that I got you. Wait a minute. Hold on. Gifts? You got us multiple gifts? No. Or just one thing? I just got, everybody gifts? got one thing. Okay. Gifts all right. Gifts as right. in the, <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. two gifts. So right. um, you're going to... Why? Because I got something that you would actually want that you... For you. I got something for you. You, I didn't get something for somebody you're dating and y'all can use it and do the, the, no, I didn't get something for something else. I got something for you. Number one, I thought about it. I thought, what is something you would actually want to have that you might not get yourself? Well, if it's in the Amazon cart, that means you're thinking about it that you haven't got it yourself. So that means I can get it, right? Well, everybody put I I, I might have draws in my Amazon cart. Like that. <laughs> I was joking. I wouldn't buy you draws. That's just that's just weird. I wouldn't right. do that. But you know, but I mean, they might be in there. I don't know. Like, but I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> I'm saying that I really hate lazy gift giving. And I my, really hate that. I mean, because it's like, don't do it at all if you're not going to do it right. And now and, he might have had the best intention behind the pooper scooper. It's still a bad gift, but he might have had the best intention behind that. He can explain to her his intention if he wants to. He can't just let it. He can't just dead it if he wants to and just be like, here's the receipt. Do whatever you want. I'm not going to buy you nothing again. He's well within his right to do that. And that's what I told him to do. I was like, just yeah. don't get her nothing ever again. And she's not appreciative. See, my thing is, if I take the time to get something for you, obviously, I I got it because I thought it would be for you. How you perceive that gift, it, I can't. I can't read the future. I can't say, oh, I know how you're going to react to this gift. I just thought about you and got this gift. Yeah. I've gotten a lot of bad gifts in my life, but it's the thought that counts for me. You're saying, no, it's not the thought that counts. It's I'm the saying gift it that is. Counts. No, I, no, that's exactly <laughs> the opposite of what I just said. I know. It I feel the, like you're saying it's the gift that counts. It is the thought and intention. And what is, you need to get a person a gift that's a for them. You just bought her a gift for her dog. No, wait a minute. How is that for her dog? It's for the benefit of her dog. It's not for her. I don't want a pooper. Sco- like, who would buy that Hold for somebody's on. birthday? I didn't tell you. It's a pooper scooper. It's got like a, it's it a handle that has a little claw to pick you up the pooper. You are invoking and the man- image of dog poop on my birthday. Guess what? She had to pick up dog poop on her birthday anyway because her dog pooped on her birthday. So the image was already there. We just trying to make it easier for her to pick. I said we. He's just trying to make it easier for her <laughs> to pick up the dog poop. I don't. If somebody bought me a, a, a 
a, a pooper scooper like that, I'd have been like, man, this is this is cool because I'm getting tired of putting my hand in a bag and then picking up with my bare hands. Now this it automatically does it all for me. That's what you think. Because I know that there are so many dads out there that are tired of getting that tie and draw set for Father's Day. I know there's so <laughs> many dads out there that are sick of getting power tools no, they might and like the power too. No, I know there's. I know that there are so many moms the- out there that are fed up of them same grocery store flowers every Mother's Day. She's because well, I mean, she's allergic to flowers. Well, it, it, look, ain't nothing wrong with uh, as long as you're not allergic. Ain't nothing wrong with grocery store floor uh, uh, floor arrangements. I, I I I used to get them, you know, every week and have them in my place in my little vase. <sighs> Well, that's actually lovely, but that's that's not a here nor there. (laughs) I did it specifically because I was dating somebody Uh and they liked it, and I was like, "Well, no thing." Well, I'm gonna kill the flowers anyway in a week, so I just go buy some new ones and different colors and be like, "Oh, this is nice." I'm like, "I know it's nice because I'm a player about mine." (laughs) No, I think I think (laughs) I think thought and intention are extremely. But they are extremely important. But it's just sometimes where people, and I'm sure your friend genuinely thought this would be a good gift, but there are just sometimes where people are just a little tone deaf. And that happens even with the best intentions. All right. But do you think she was right to just be like, yo, this is a bad gift? It's insulting. I Ask think, anybody. I think she was wrong to not explain herself. Mm. It was through text message too. When I read yeah. that text message, I was like, "Look, you text her from me that I said." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I would. I would have been ass. like, you know, I appreciate that gift card because clutch. Uh, but you know, I just feel like the why do you even scooper, have to say anything in the moment? Why can't you bring this something up like that down the road? Why does it have to be it's right not here? Like she, did. she texted him. She texted him. Uh, it was when did this happen? It was the beginning of the week. If it, uh, not saying these are the days and times, but if her mm-hmm. birthday was Saturday, she texted him on Monday. Yeah. So, like, why can't that happen, like, in February? Just, oh, by the way, anytime you give me a gift, just for future reference. So arbitrary. How uh, how am I supposed you can bring to know up. which no. date is right for you to hear criticism about your gift giving? Fact of the matter is, I don't think anybody should give criticism when anybody gives them a gift because... Don't nobody got to get you anything. Yeah, but you don't have to accept everything. You don't. You don't. You and don't if, have to and accept. If, and if I feel like you did a drive-by on a convenience store for, for Valentine's Day because <laughs> you, ha- you have forgot that's and something half don't different. care, it's not that's, different. That it's, is very different than... than no, I'm, I'm, you give me a pooper scooper for my birthday. It's like, have you met me today? You're my <laughs> brother. Do you even know me? See, I would have thought that'd be a good gift for you because, I mean, you got a I'm, whole yard. And and what I would have said is, why'd you give me a gift for the dog? Well, but see, you look at it as for the dog. I look at it as for you. It's not. Because you're the one picking up the poop. The dog ain't picking up the poop. That's that don't make no sense to me. All right. Gift. Okay. Well, men are, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. It's not a man Another thing. Another example. It's not a man thing. Because again, it's the same thing. Men are tired of them ugly ties y'all be buying them. Them ugly JCPenney, uh, Macy's tie and draw set, silk satin <laughs> tie and draw set. Stop buying those. They don't I, like them and they don't wear the ties. I don't know. Every woman I've dated that ever has given me a gift, or not even women that I've dated, women that are just my friends that give me gifts, they always give me great gifts. Yeah. But then again, I'm also just always appreciative that anybody thought of me to give me a gift. I'm just appreciative. So maybe I that's I, I, maybe I, that's the reason why I have a problem with it, because not everybody has to get you something. So if somebody it, takes it, the time out of the day to get you something, I feel like you should appreciate that. Is it appreciative? Is it appreciative, or are you just accepting what you're given? No, it's appreciative. Like it's cool. You thought you thought enough of me to get me something, but did they? Because that's going to be reflected in the gift. Just the act of getting a gift doesn't mean that you thought about me when you got it, and that's the point. 
Okay, say for instance, this one time, uh, everybody everybody that knows me in my circle knows that I'm addicted to chapstick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and chapstick is actually not good for your lips. It's, it's, it dries them out. It's a repetitive thing. You get addicted to it. Chapstick and I will never die. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's actually not good for you. So a friend of mine got me lip balm. And I was mm-hmm. like, did you go out to go get this? Or did you get this because you got something else? And these are samples that, that you just got. And then I thought to myself, I don't care. Because even if they were samples that you got from something else, you thought enough of me to know that I've been trying to find a way out of chapstick. So you gave me this fancy lip balm. Yeah, that's extremely thoughtful. So you've just proved my point. No, I'm saying I didn't know. I didn't know if she got it because she went out to go get it or she bought something else. And these were just samples that were that were given to her because of gifts that she got herself. It doesn't matter how somebody could make me a gift. It so doesn't, you, that's, you, that's, you losing I, me on all of this. I, I, it's I don't, about I don't understand. the intention and the thought. She thought. His intention and thought was. And I'm saying that there are some times where people have pure <laughs> intentions, but the road to hell is paved with good intentions. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes your gift can be tone deaf and you need to take that criticism because if you're going to go out here and take the time to buy gifts for people, be intentional about it, be thoughtful about it, get them something for them and that they would actually want. You know what? Damn it. Now I'm now I'm stressed out about your gift for Christmas. I'd you rather you just tell me. Be. No, I'd but rather you, have you just tell me. you've known me for 39 <laughs> years. Yes, I have. Okay. And if you can't buy me a gift at this point, <laughs> I really don't know. I can't buy nobody gifts. I suck at giving gifts. I just be like, tell me what you want. So he <laughs> was the wrong person to go to with this. He should have come to me and I would have told him immediately, I know exactly what she's talking about. Well, I mean, he got a whole girlfriend. I guess, you know, she felt And that. what did I don't, the girlfriend I, get her? I, you know what? I haven't talked to him since then. And I told him that I'd be talking about it on the show. Yeah. <laughs> so so I'm sure I'm going to get some feedback when next time I see him. Okay. On that note, <laughs> Jake, what do you have to tell the people out there? Because I'm getting hot and I'm getting mad. So I want to end this show. <laughs> I'm about to cuss you out on the air. <laughs> well, uh, I'm going to end on a sad note, but uh, Andre Brower or Captain Holt on Brooklyn Nine-Nine oh, yeah, passed Captain. away from lung cancer. He was one of my favorite actors, definitely top 10. Um, and I just have loved all of his work for pretty much my entire life. And so it's very sad. Rest in power, uh, to Andre Brower. And thanks so much for listening to us. Like the, the growth that we've had in the couple, like just the last two months. Yeah. Bananas. No, it's, it's, yeah. We, you know, we out here growing. Yeah, yeah. Captain Holt was cool. I liked his character. I liked his, I liked his acting. Yeah. And glory. Yes. Glory. Is yes. is that's the first time I saw him, um, and and I was like, oh, he can act. Yeah, I saw yeah. that, and then it was sudden, but I guess it wasn't sudden. Mm. Something he had been dealing with. Uh, we just want to remind everybody out there, we're taking a hiatus, but we're coming back January the second. It's going to be a compilation of different stuff. It's going to be a disjointed, uh, <laughs> entertaining ninety ninth episode. Of just which is, shenanigans. Which is essentially how you would describe 100% of our episodes together. No, it's not 100% of our episodes. It's 100% of the first segment of our episodes. <laughs> right. Okay? So if you like Diddly Daddling, <laughs> it's going to be a whole lot of Diddly Daddling on that 99th episode. Yes. And then the 100th episode is going to drop on January the 5th. What are we doing? I still don't know yet. we're gonna figure that all out when we're during this hiatus to bring y'all something a little special for the 100th episode yeah we're brainstorming we'll bring bring something together uh but on that note jay what do you want to tell the people out there again thank you thank you for uh uh what's the word i use rocking with us rocking with us that's right Damn, I gotta get. I, I gotta give you your sign off. I know you. Because I was about to say the. I was about to say the F word. That's what I say yeah, on the after hours. Yeah, that's what we say on the after hours. I was like, that's oh, oh, that's not it. That's not the word. Yeah, but you can tell them that. 
And on that note, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And until next time, as always, I'll holla. Woo! That was a hell of a show. Thank you for rocking with us here on Unsolicited Perspectives with Bruce Anthony. Now, before you go, don't forget to follow, subscribe, like, comment, and share our podcast wherever you're listening or watching it to it. Pass it along to your friends. If you enjoy it, that means the people that you rock will enjoy it also. So share the wealth, share the knowledge, share the noise. And for all those people that say, well, I don't have a YouTube. If you have a Gmail account, you have a YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel where you can actually watch our video podcast. But the real party is on our Patreon page. After Hours Uncensored and Talk is Straight-ish. After Hours Uncensored is another show with my sister. And once again, the key word there is uncensored. Those are exclusively on our Patreon page. Jump onto our website at unsolicitedperspective.com for all things us. That's where you can get all of our audio, video, our blogs and even buy our merch and if you're really feeling genuine and want to help us out you can donate on our donations page donations go strictly to improving our software and hardware so we can keep giving you guys good content that you can clearly listen to and that you can clearly see so any donation would be appreciative most importantly i want to say thank you thank you thank you for listening and watching and supporting us and i'll catch you next time Audi 5000, peace.